Pence. Welcome to another episode of Clutch Conversations. It's your boy Mike back at you one more again on a Thursday evening. I hope everyone is doing well. Hope everyone is doing well. I know I am. I know I am. I'm going to do a couple quick shout outs real quick. First and foremost, shout out to Wifely, the lovely Takara. Thank you for being on the ones and twos. It really helps a lot. So I appreciate that. Shout out to everyone that's in the chat. Shout out to the folks that have been in the chat later. Shout out to Replay Game. Speaking of Replay Game, the recordings for the podcast will now be available after the show. They'll be available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever your favorite major podcasting platform is. So be sure to go out there and check that out. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps us out. We really appreciate it. Definitely appreciate all the support. The support. And speaking of support, if you're involved in this reptile hobby in any shape, form, or fashion, please make sure to go out there and support both U.S. Art and U.S. Art Florida. Both of those organizations are extremely important and extremely vital to what we do. Um, supporting any way you can, whether that's becoming a member and paying an annual membership, a one-time donation, every little bit helps. The membership counts, the numbers matter. So it's definitely power in numbers. So please be sure to go out there and support USR and USR Florida. The link for both of those organizations are in the description of this video. Tonight we got Sorry, tonight we got Joy from Morph Depot on the show. We're gonna bring him to the sh uh, stage. Yeah, I got I got a little uh, tongue tied there. It's like, oh, oh, <laughs> my bad. What's up, bro? What's up? How's it going, man? Thank you so That's much for having me on here. I'm excited. I'm excited. I really am. The one to talk projects with you since Daytona. Oh yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, it was great being in Daytona too, bro. It was great, yeah. Like the vibe was just automatically like boom, boom. So I had a good time talking. Like we could have sat there and talked for like three hours, bro. Or like my wife was looking <laughs> at me like spinning circles, <laughs> and my kids were like, "Come on, let's keep moving." I was like, "I gotta." I, I mean, one of my best friends. I gotta talk to him. Leave me alone. <laughs> like I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. So uh, when did y'all leave out? Um. So I had a room there, and. Uh, like we went and got food at like one and I came back and started seeing all my friends from the West coast that flew out. And, okay. But I left my family in the hotel for a few hours. So I got to go and go make the rounds a lot faster versus, yes, you know, sir. <laughs> as I was leaving, I saw a few of my friends and they're like, Hey, you want to go drink at like five o'clock? And then I don't remember after that, what kind of happened. That was like 10 uh -oh. hours. Ago. Uh Oh, like, that sounds like a good time, bro. Yeah, that sounded like a great time. We were at the bar at the hotel, and they brought a full cooler, so we were. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, it was fun. Nice, nice. So, tell the people a little bit about yourself outside of the reptiles. We definitely gonna get into the reptiles, but let's start with Joy outside of reptiles. Okay, um, I am a hundred percent disabled vet, so I'm blessed. I get to be home and have the snakes, but be home to work, be with my kids and be with my wife. She's a nurse. Um. My son, he plays many sports. He's a four-time world champion in sport karate. Nice. We travel all over the country for him to fight. And um, I train him. I'm his coach in baseball, basketball, karate. So weeknights, I'm super busy. Um, I haven't had baseball practice earlier, so I just I got off early just to come make it on the show. Uh, oh, nice. That's what's up, bro. You know, every night, it's just the kids and the snakes. I mean, that's what I get to do. I'm, I'm lucky. I'm blessed. And uh, – 
So you were yeah. telling me he is 77 and 0 in tournament yeah. fights? Yes, sir. In ranked tournaments fight, he's 77 and 0. And nice. in unranked, he's probably 55 and 0. So 120, 130 and 0. He's he loves the fight. He so he, how many matches in any given tournament? So the most he's ever had was eight fights in one tournament. Okay. And uh, these kids were from all over the country, from Texas to Florida. Some kids came from out of the country. And uh, it's so stressful when you're watching your son go up against a kid who looks like he's bigger, faster, stronger. And, I mean, just watching him overcome so much every fight, you know, and battle and use his mind. Like, it's just amazing to watch his work, work ethic, you know, reward him. And he starts seeing that, you know, so it makes him work yeah. really Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, that's what's up, bro. That's very impressive. That's yep. very impressive, bro. Thank All right. You. So, so what else you got going on? Um, <laughs> no, I'm bored, man. I like staying at home. I'm kind of just aside from like kids' sports and uh, the snakes, man. I stay in my my little area. I don't venture out. I love sports, fantasy football. Okay. Yeah, I'll get down for fantasy football. I know you're a football fan, a Gator fan. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, you know. You game, man. I got yeah. Sure. I saw you go to a game. I was like, man, I, I want to go so bad and watch the Gators play in person. So, oh yeah, you got to check that out, bro. It's a yeah. different. Yeah, over. it's a, it's a fun experience, especially that night. That was like game one of the season. Um, so game one of the season, brand new coaching staff. We came in like underrated, which, um, we probably was rated exactly where we needed to be based yeah. on our current record right now. But we yeah. came in the underdog, and like so, we had a chip on the show. Everybody was like, "Y'all gonna lose? Y'all gonna lose?" It's like, all right, all right, and we beat them. And that was a top ten win, first game, bro. It was it was exciting, bro. Was, Man, after that yeah. win, all the fans thinking they're like, oh, we're going to the, the college ball. It's over. <laughs> we're the number one team in the nation. <laughs> the Florida friends were blowing up my you know my news feed. I was cracking up. Yeah, yeah, it was wild, bro. Like, um, I tried not to get like too big headed. I, I ain't gonna lie, I did walk with a little bit of extra pep in my stuff. I ain't gonna lie, bro. But uh, I tried not to let it go too far to my head. You know what I mean? And then we sat there and um, lost to Kentucky, lost to uh, the Kentucky, Tennessee. Lost. almost lost to USF, bro. It was crazy, bro. Like that was definitely deflating. But um, we're looking a little bit better now, so we'll see. Three and two. Long season. You still got more games. Yeah, and it's still the first year of a new coach, so we got, like, all new staff, everybody trying to get acclimated and stuff like that. But I ain't going to bore everybody with the Gators talk because I can sit here and talk to you all night about this, um, about these Gators, bro. So at what point along your life journey did you get into reptiles? Has it been something you've always been in, or did you just kind of come into it late like me? No, I've actually – so I grew up on a ranch in Northern California. I was always catching snakes and lizards, and I was in – you know, in my knees and like the water, you know, netting frogs. And so I loved herping growing up. I loved, I didn't know it was herping. I just loved being outside, you know, catching animals, letting them go. And um, when I turned 18, I bought a, and I, I had a job when I was 17. So I saved up money because I really wanted, you know, a reptile as a pet. I was looking at a chameleon or, so I went to the pet store and I saw, you know, a whole wall of ball pythons, but they're all normals. And I got okay. this. Got this girl. I was like, wow, she's beautiful. She's like tiny in my hand. So I got a tank. I got it. Got everything at 18. And I bought her right when I turned 18. And dude, it was like the most coolest pet, you know, holding the snake is like sitting on my lap while I'm watching a movie. Total like. Just oh, nice. Mesmerized by this little ball python that would just sit in my hand. So docile. And um, then you get to feed it a mouse and watch her grow. And I was like, wow, this is 
this is pretty cool. But then I ended up going to the military and I let my cousins take her. And after a few years, after I got done with boot camp and all my training and got it got married at a house, I was like, I want her back. So I got her back at about four years old and uh, she was, a, you know, about 3000 grams. And so. Oh, so big girl. Yeah, she was big. And I, I had her in a 40 gallon tank and then. I was just looking at ball pythons because I was like, do I, does she need a bigger tank? And then when I was like Google searching it, all these colors popped up. There's like pides, albinos, dream sickles. And, you know, this was about nine years ago. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Okay. Where, where have these been my whole life? I've never even seen them. And so I ended up buying a banana lesser <laughs> male to pair to her you know, nine years ago. And she ended up laying me eggs. I got like 10 eggs from her for my first clutch. And how much were banana lessons going for back then? Um, I kind of cut down the tail end. I bought my boy for like 600 bucks. So they were still like 300 bucks, 400 bucks. But okay. Okay. Because everyone was like, ma- like not mass producing, but the first, I mean, Jason Amos bought one and I think he bred it to like 10 females. And this was like 15, 16 years ago. And, it was since it was male makers, they were just so heavily produced, but I loved it. I love the purple and gold. That's still half my collection are banana combos. Um, nice. <laughs> but it's big upgrade from where I was nine years ago. And yeah, uh, I heard the prices on bananas back then was like, or at first was like way up there. Yeah. I think he produced, and I, I, I could be wrong. Sorry, Jason, I'm putting your info out there, but I know he produced like, they were there about 10 to 20 grand. And I know he made over 20 of them in the first few clutches. He had good odds. So he made bank off the banana gene. And um, it honestly brought a lot of more, you know, a lot of people in that gene alone. They're seeing purple and yellow snake. catching is crazy, bro. I, and I still love looking at them. So it's a good, you know, pies, bananas. Those are the best, you know, eye catch of snakes in my opinion. Yeah, they're kind of basic, but man, they're a staple in the hobby all the way. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. So you got a banana lesser, and you put him to that normal female. You say I got ten eggs my first clutch, and like seven of them were bananas. So obviously, I went through the grind of trying to sell them on Craigslist. You know, nine years ago, trying to build a name for myself, and I slowly started building a name for myself after you know two or three years producing small clutches, and then and I was in a local area in Reno, Nevada, and kind of started really growing at the time. A lot of people started getting into snakes and I was, man, I supplied everyone in Reno, everyone. Oh, nice. Yeah, this is this a dope, man. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's exactly dope, it. man. Everyone was calling me. I called the DMV and I was talking to the DMV and um, this girl was like, oh yeah, what do you do? I was like, oh, breed snakes. Like, oh, do you know this breeder? I, what's his name? Like Joey something. He, he breeds ball pythons. I was like, that's me. So... <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, yeah, that's me. So it was just it was just a fun, you know, four or five years, and then it grew a lot more breeders there now. There's there's a lot of bigger breeders. They have you know fifty to seventy breeder females. A lot of guys over in that area. So um, I don't want to say I'm the godfather of Reno ball pythons, but I'm like uh, I'm somewhere in there. <laughs> okay, I want to say what's up to a bunch of folks in the chat real quick. Gage, what's good, bro? Thanks for coming out. Keisha, what's good? Thanks for coming out. Nicole, what's good? Thanks for coming out. Kent, what's good? Thank you for coming out. Chris, what's good? Thanks for coming out. You know Chris? That's the new face. It's the first time I've seen him. 
Yeah, Chris is a good friend of mine, actually. Um, he, you know, remember that those crazy clowns I produced a couple months ago? Yeah, um, yeah. Like Rainbow Boa, and the other one kind of looks like a retic. Um, he ended up getting both those girls. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, he traded me some. I real, I have a bunch of powerful males, and I needed more clown females, and I was really hurting on breeder clowns and. I, the males I had were already to breeder size or pretty close. And um, he came through for me. He he took both those girls and a few other clowns. And I got some stacked, you know, big breeder clown combos, um, some really nice het clown combos. Oh, Stuff nice. really going to let me push forward, you know, my project and my business this year. So I'm super excited. Nice. Like, what's good, bro? He was the number one man in Reno holding it down. <laughs> All right, and so um, we talked about it a little bit just now, like with the clown stuff. But what other projects are you working with? And my favorite, so my my two favorite projects are clown and pieds. Clown and pied, okay. Yeah, they're definitely. Sorry, I'm fixing my thing. So they're definitely <clears throat> pied is kind of what got me into it. When I saw the pied and the dream sickles, I kind of went like everything towards pied. Um, but clowns really, really started like after the Pompeii hit, after the magma, I was like, man, the, it's like a new palette. It's like a full reset on the ball Python hobby. You could just add clown to any combo and it'll be way better. Same thing with DG. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. Um, so like 80% of my, 80% of my projects are revolved around clown and pied multi heads, but I'm also working monsoon and okay. I got to kind of went the cheap route. I got a banana bumblebee het monsoon female maker. He's a breeder. Okay. But I didn't have you know 20 G's to get a visual at the time, so I got him. He's and he's a, a really proven a good breeder, and I put him to two pieds, a clown, a black pastel inchi albino, a hypo, a red stripe G stripe, and all okay. those, all those girls laid. So I got 16 or 17, either het pied, het clown, het albino, 50 percent. Oh, nice. 50 percent het monsoon girls raising up. So. I made an army this year. <laughs> nice. So talk about how you go about picking your projects. What's the thought process that goes into it? I really like extreme stuff. Like as I the Pompeii, the magma, the dream sickle, stuff that's just really eye catching and stuff you could just add, you know, just get ridiculous with. Just keep adding stuff and it gets better and better with I mean it's harder to ID and you know, half my ideas may be wrong on some of my holdbacks, but that's okay. That's why I kept them. Right. But, with the monsoon, I really like the potential with it. I like the busy. It's just, you know, it's cracked out, extreme, total different look, you know. So Keep what do you think will change that a little bit? Because, like, I hear a lot of people talking about monsoon. They're like, man, that pattern's so busy, so strong. Nothing's going to change it. What do yeah. you think might change it? So, and I agree. I've, I've seen the clown moray or the clown monsoon, whatever you want to call it, and it didn't do nothing. So that's why I put it to the G stripe. You know, I, I want to test to see if maybe the G stripe could affect it a little bit. Maybe you get the same pattern with like a, maybe a little solid dorsal stripe down the back. Okay. Maybe that. I really like the Burmese albino or like a, a Burmese python, the albino. And so I was figuring like the monsoon albino would look pretty darn close to maybe like a that really busy Burmese look to it. So I know that's not going to affect the pattern, but as far as color, I feel like that's going to be a fun project to work with, like the black pastel mixed in, and maybe do like a super black pastel albino monsoon. That's kind of where oh, I'm nice. Kind nice. of where I'm back. Um, but my hope, my hope is that the pied kind of changes it. You know, I'm hoping that's kind of, 
and and I, I I contemplated selling off my monsoon project. I had some good offers, but the the pied monsoon I really want to do. I it just you know it's a fun. I love pied, and I'm curious to see if if there is a crazy reaction where you got like the monsoon and then like the pie breaks it up a little bit or maybe you get crazy pie in there you know swirls who knows you know no one really knows yet that's the fun scientist part behind yeah the, the mat the lab building it in the lab. <laughs> um that's the fun part for me anyways for the hobby so um it didn't cost me very much i traded you know eight nine breeder girls to get that boy okay uh, which hurt me at the time, but that boy, you know, I was like, okay, I'll get a nice proven boy and I'll make all my heads this year. And those heads, you know, are pretty valuable, but I can't sell stuff as 50% head. I won't get the price, you know, so this genetic testing needs to hurry up. So I don't have to keep, you know, 20 girls. Yeah. I was, uh, I was actually about to comment on that, but I wouldn't let you finish. Uh, when you mentioned, um, sometimes it's harder to ID, mm -hmm. like with a whole bunch of stuff is at play, but yeah, that's probably going to clear up a little bit. Um, in the coming years. So uh, while we're on that subject, let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, how you feel about it? I'm excited, honestly. Um, when, <clears throat> so everyone's trying to chase, you know, I, I mean, not everyone's chasing, everyone wants to do their own niche, but in reality, all these genetics of hundreds of people have, you know, and they're all working very similar stuff. Everyone has a little bit of different spin on it. Um, so when people say quit chasing, I mean, what, what are you chasing? You're just, you want to have fun. You want to make fun stuff. Right. So I, when I was looking at, you know, these what's good, Rob moon, what's good. Sorry. About that. Oh, no worries. No worries. Um, <clears throat> when I was looking at like triple viz, like the exanthic DG clown, that thing oh, that's was sick. Bro. That was sick. And then it started, got me really thinking like, man, the future is really in multi recessives. Maybe not this year or next year in two in three four or five years and so i was like okay how can i get ahead of it and make multi-head so i found this krypton triple head dg g-stripe pied so basically he's five heads or a visual and triple head however you want to look at him um and with genetic testing i was like man i could get crazy with this you know i could put him to you know double viz girls i could put him to five six gene breeder girls and just make an army of you know from two to seven head girls and just raise them up for the future and with genetic testing it really helps you know so i'm not wasting the pairings of the you know not wasting a whole back spot or wasting you know the future like pairing something that's not going to prove out you know so this genetic testing is one it's really good for the hobby it's going to help id a lot of things but i have a feeling it's going to become the standard you know like everyone's going to be like is that genetic tested is that yeah so it's cost of production may go up a little bit i was talking to clown scientists about that actually a couple weeks ago like how okay. it's 50 dollars on every snake you test granted the heads like it will work it will work out more because you could actually tell what your heads are and get better prices on them but some people are going to be you know i'm not going to buy that without genetic testing so kind of the lower level breeders who i don't want to say they put all the you know they invested a lot up front it's been costing them you know it might <clears throat> be a little bit harder for them to move animals. I mean, I don't know. I'm just speculating, you know, we, we really don't know. Um, yeah. We really don't know. Like I got my thoughts too. Like, I feel like I, like I agree with you a hundred percent in the sense that uh, it's going to become the standard. Like, I feel like mm -hmm. over time, like, it, I don't know like what that timeline looks like. Like, is that going to be one year from now? Is it going to be three years from now, five years from now? But I feel like at some point in the not too distant future, it's going to be the standard. Um, especially 
once the whole process gets more standardized and easier to access, and then especially as they start rolling out more tests, because I know right now they can test for specific ones. They're working on some other ones. It was a podcast um, the other day where the guy from, I think, Rare Genetics was on there. He was on the Snakes and the Fat Man. I hadn't had a chance to look at it, but um, I definitely want to go check that out. But uh, he was uh, giving some more information about it, apparently. But you know what I'm saying? When I'm rolling out more tests and stuff like that and making it more of a standardized process, it's only a matter of time before it's like the way we do business, right? Mm-hmm. Like like it or like it or not, that's where we're headed. Yes, sir. I, I, I do have a question. Um, I don't know if you're like, so with the sport cards, when they kind of exploded the last two years, like the sport card heart, hobby and um, the sports memorabilia hobby, it kind of backed like when they, everyone wanted to send their cards to get graded, but it would back. Mm-hmm. They were backed up a year, so I wonder if with everyone sending in sheds, if they're going to get backed up. You know, hopefully they could expand, and hopefully there's other companies that eventually do it. But is there going to be such a backlog on twenty thousand sheds? You know that people are going to be waiting six months to get results on their animals, or that's kind yeah, you, of you're, you're, smell, you're, you can grow them up pretty quickly. Uh, you're almost there. Yeah. <laughs> You're not that far away. Proven out. Prove them out. Butches before I get <laughs> back. Yeah. Um, like I said, I want to go check that episode out. Um, I heard some people talking about it, but I was just kind of picking up bits and pieces because I was feeding animals while I was uh, listening to mm-hmm. a Zoom call and some folks was talking about it. But yeah, I want to I want to check that out. Uh, so Will was on the show last week and he, and he made a bunch of valid points too, just like the excitement of proving out a pos head animal that's going to kind of be stripped away. Um, I've yep. never been through that but i would like to go through it because i imagine that's pretty exciting so i may do a little something something on the side just to see you want to go through it right and so that so that's part of it and then it's going to speed up some some projects too right so um Mm -hmm. people can get to a goal quicker so like what kind of uh pressure is that going to have on the market you know what i mean like and are we just like speeding through like he, he brought up a bunch of valid points um he wasn't completely in favor of it, but uh, he did concede that that's the way the market is going. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, he had like a whole bunch of shares he was about to send off. I mean, because, I mean, you got to you gotta play the game, right? So, again, you got to play by the rules. So, yep. it is what it is um, as far as that goes. But, yeah, he brought up a bunch of good points, too. And a then said, oh, go ahead, sorry. Um, no, I was going to say he, uh, he brought up another good point, too, in the sense that really now with the genetic testing, the recesses are going to kind of be like codons in a way. You know what I'm saying? Like you can, you can breed an inch and you breed an inch in the next generation. You can see inch in that parent with the genetic testing. You can breed a, a posset clown or a head clown, you know what I'm saying? And you can get it tested. And now really functionally, you got to pay a little bit more. You got to go through another step, but functionally you're able to get the same information from I, that very like next generation. Instant results, right? I like that a yeah. lot great way to look at it honestly that's actually pretty cool to look at it like a codon because you're right and and so that's why i would like for an example that krypton triple head he's got he's going to like let's just say a five gene girl right now all those like you said you'll be able to prove out that generation right away if they're you know double head triple head quad heads or whatever they may be it makes it a lot more fun you know i mean the 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 pos head proven out i'm not gonna lie that is a lot of fun i had a couple prove out this year that i had no idea I did like an ODL belly dreamsicle to a pied and I hit dreamsicles. So I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, that was a good surprise. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, my heart's beating when I cut it. I was like, oh my gosh. Oh, nice. I'm like looking at the tag. I'm like, 
and so I started like full blown panic. So I hit a pretty cool clutch, and um, you probably sounded like uh Matt when he hit the uh, Cypress Clown. He sounded oh like Rick Flair. <laughs> energy always, man. I love him. Yeah, I love him. <laughs> yes, Great. sir. He has fun, <laughs> and and that's the passion. You know, you see the passion in his face. Like, yeah, a hundred percent. Those are the type of people I like talking to. The people who are passionate about it. Like. Yeah, it's a business. It became a more of a business. Like it's always a hobby to me. It's always a hobby. I love the planning. I love the the planning. I obsess always. I'm like doing. I have a whiteboard. I'll be like doing the planning with it, mapping it out. Um, clown scientist would help me in Reno. He'd come over once a week and help me map projects. And we would just like kind of talk about genetics and how far you can really push it. And then Justin releases this crazy redhead. I mean, whatever, the spot nose, red stripe, yellow belly, OD, I don't even know. But, uh, and then he says a comment where, you know, pick a lane and max it out, you know, just have fun. And that's what it is. Have fun with whatever you want to work. I mean, you could do that with any gene, like hurricane, max out hurricane and clown. There's so much to do still. Exactly. And There's a lot. Then it all starts with you add DG. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I was about to say, bro. Like, think about all the dope single recessive combos is out there yes sir like, let's, just, let's just go with clown combos now yeah. add dg now add hypo yeah you got hypo clown versions of those hypo dg versions of those well hell add both now you got hypo dg clown version like it's it's so much to be done right so it's, so it's endless and then new genes coming out so it's like it's so much to be done and it's like always something to look forward to always yeah, I mean, we're with how many new genes are always popping up. I mean, for example, Dave Green or sorry, Dave Green, as I Dave Kaufman. Okay. Had all those African imports for sale. Every one of those looked like they could have been a new gene. Every one of them was different. <laughs> so we don't even know what's still out there. He said he found a green ball python. If he found if you know if it is genetic and he if this is about a, a green ball python yeah in the video in one of his videos where he was talking about like the stuff he found in africa he, at the end he said he found a green ball python oh wow like and then he, he didn't did he show a picture nope why not i want to see the picture you know what i'm saying you can't tease yeah. like that right <laughs> like that man but he says he wants to prove it genetic. And so if it, okay, let's just hypothetically say that is genetic. If you add green into everything, give me a break. Start making green Pompeii clowns. That's I mean, a whole new palette. Yes, sir. So a, a whole, whole new, new palette. Green palette. So like I wonder how green, like, are we talking like uh it's kind of green looking, it's olive, something someone might call green. Yeah. Or is it like neon chondro green? Yeah, chondro, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Man, who knows? I really don't know. I messaged him and he said he wants to prove it genetic. And I was like, okay, I'll leave it at that, man. He's so I'm excited, man. The hobby oh, that would be insane. There's you know, with lace, some people were working lace. My friend Chris Dobbs had a lot. What's of up, Chris? And um, now you know, lace just like blew up this year. So now all these combos like that were made, the Pompeii, you know, everyone's gonna start adding lace to it and it's going to be a total new extreme, you know, clowns being hatched next year that are, you know, lace Pompeii combos or lace Batman combo. I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm super excited for this hobby. Yeah. 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 There's definitely a lot to look forward to a lot to look forward to. I'm, I'm really looking forward to next season. Like I've been looking to forward to next season since the beginning of this season, 
Uh, so I, and I got a feeling it's going to be like that every year. Like, always looking forward to next season. Always yeah, looking forward to next season. The backs are growing up and they're almost there. And you're like, oh, I got all this nice stuff pairing, but I want this stuff already. Yeah, and, yeah. And all your stuff that's right here. Like, I need this stuff to hurry up. So... And some of them grow up, bro. Like before you know it, like I got um I got two girls in there. They're clutch mates. Um, they're about three hundred grams apart. But one of them, and they eat like same cadence every week, mm-hmm. right? Or every time I feed them, um, because I always skip one week, but basically every week. Okay. Three hundred grams apart. One of them just way bigger than the other. One. And I'm like, dang, like, are you gonna be ready next year? Because she yeah. might be. It's crazy, and, and then it's crazy to see like. Same parents, same food schedule, same tub, same humidity, same everything. Yeah. And you know, I mean, you know, twice the size apart. And I kept a bunch of girls and had that same issue. They're all, you know, siblings within two clutches, three clutches of each other. They all grew up together. I mean, some are a thousand grams and others are like 400 grams. I was like, what the, are you, you're not going to be ready next year. You know, you're, you're going to go on year two and they eat the same. They always eat like. It's yeah. weird how differently that's nature, but still, it's it's frustrating. Yeah. A little bit frustrating when you dedicate a whole, <laughs> whole I'll dedicate a whole back spot to it, and it just doesn't want to grow at yeah, Because I had these girls slotted in, so not for the twenty twenty three season, but the twenty twenty four season. Okay. But this one girl looks like she might make it twenty twenty three, especially like with the timing of my girls. Like I had a late season. Mm-hmm. Like. I got stuff that still needs to be, that's still about to be laid. Like I got one girl that as soon as uh, we get off the show, I'm going to go check and see if she's laid yet. <laughs> um, I got another girl that's like maybe two weeks behind her. Um, I got another girl that's probably about three or four weeks behind her. And I got one more. So I got four more clutches all together for this year uh, that, I'm, that uh, should be here within the next month. Um, all my girls went late. All of them? How many did you breed? So I have 10 clutches this year. 10 clutches. Yes. Yeah, so every girl that went ended up going late. Three that didn't go. Uh, So far, only one. Yeah, that's good odds. That's good yeah, luck. Yeah. So far, only one. And I don't know what she's going to do. Like, her follicles hadn't, she hadn't resorbed her follicles. Mm-hmm. But they're not growing either. So I don't know what she's going to do. And Man. I haven't ultrasounded for like three, four weeks now. Um, because most of the girls was like at the point of no return. Mm-hmm. So I hadn't started back up ultrasounding like on a regular basis. I need to ultrasound that one girl just to see where she's at. But I mean, if she goes, she goes. If she don't go, she don't go. Is she on food right now or no? Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Deep. Sometimes a little trick I learned from a breeder back in the day is like, if you have a girl who's kind of, I mean, I don't know how true it is. I mean, I've done it and I've had pretty good success. If they're on that, like, um, you don't know if they're going to go or not. If you feed them a little bit heavier, you know, sometimes it will help them, you know, kind of end up going because they have that extra weight. I mean, that's just something I heard back in the day, and I've always kind of done it, and I've had pretty okay. good. So maybe try okay. it. Okay. But, so about how many of your girls go, like, if you had to put a percentage on it every year? About 70%, honestly. I kind of revamped. 70? Yeah, I've kind of revamped my whole collection the last two years and switched all to hets or visuals. Okay. Uh, Codoms left, but um, I have about well, so I have a huge package pending sell. Actually, my buddy's buying a rack and like 15 girls. Um, nice, yeah, not just because I kind of want to invest in a high one power 
you know, or I'm not too sure, but they were kind of extra girls and I didn't have another pied male for them. So there's like seven visual pieds and a couple het pieds. So he's making out good, but, um, so I have about 60 breeder girls. So about okay. 40, about 40 clutches, 45 clutches. This okay. And, uh, I mean, that's a lot for me. That's, yeah, that's a, lot. a lot, bro. That's <laughs> yeah. a lot. Are so, you the only one working in the snake room? Usually I am the only one in my snake room. Just in Reno, I had this clown scientist. He actually worked for me for a little bit. And then shout out he, to Gage. Yeah, Gage. He ended up breeding my rodents for me. And um, he helped me out a lot in Reno. Over here, I have a guy. He kind of cleans tubs and um, helps out with like my other stuff, like like the cleaning and bedding of tubs. And my son helps with the bedding of tubs. But okay. stuff, I'm, I'm doing about 99% of it. And that's where... Okay. Me being the hundred percent disabled vet, being at home all day, like I'll wake up at like four a.m. and go and get three hours done in the snake room, and then the rest of the day it's marketing. And so I try to do two to three hours a day, every day at least, cleaning, spot cleaning, adding water, okay. um, setting up hatchlings. But man, ninety percent of this hobby is marketing, networking. You know, trying to you know meet people, and um, I mean that's the fun part too. But yeah, that's it, definitely the fun part. It's it also a part I can definitely get better at. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard, though, like when you be balancing. So you just got to find a that really sweet spot. You do a really good job, man. Everyone's talking appreciate about appreciate it. it. Appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it. I, guess yeah. I was like, I know. I just talked to him for 45 minutes. Say again? <laughs> no, at the Daytona, they're like, man, that's Mike from Hurt Collectors. Oh, wow. Wow. That makes you feel good. <laughs> <laughs> you sign any autographs at Daytona? <laughs> nah, nah, bro. Like, uh, it it was it was so Daytona was the first time like we really officially stepped. Well, I take that back, or I reword it. It was the first time we stepped to a major show like it's Herp Collectors because this was our third Daytona, but it was only the first time that we came like as Herp Collectors, right? So the first time it was just we was there. The second time, uh, we hadn't quite branded as Herp Collectors. It was in the works at the time, but mm -hmm. we hadn't really came out came out and then this was the first year as herp collectors the only other show we went to like as herp collectors was a show in valdosta which i'm sure you've heard of by now mm -hmm. um being in this area and so tenley's gonna be the next show so and definitely have, trying to get a name out there man you're gonna have a lot of people want to take pictures with you out there i already know it man you're gonna i'm looking forward to it man i get to meet a whole bunch of people in person um nicole gonna be there justin gonna be there justin uh, both Justins, uh, Justin from Pipeline, Justin Thomas from Armless Angels. It's gonna be a lot of people there. You get to see Keys again. It's gonna be a lot of folks there. Justin Thomas is um, he's a good dude too. He's been my friend for oh, a yeah. long. Watched his come up the last four or five years. He has some badass stuff. Right, he's producing some sick stuff. Like, and I'm pretty sure he's gonna have like triple viz this upcoming season. I think like a DG Krypton's visual DG clowns and cryptic stuff. So. With like spot nose yellow belly in it, man. Nice. Right. He uh he had some um a clown combo, not a clown combo. Well, he had a clown combo the other day, but it was a pie combo. I forget what was in it. Super but I think it banana yellow belly pied hypopied. Yeah, I, bro, that was so sick in the egg. Girl. I sold him the girl. That's oh her, word. <laughs> Twelve of her sisters in my racks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, bro, it, it was so bright in the egg, so I can only imagine how it's going to look once it's shed out, bro. It's glowing, man. It's glow. It's glowing. Man. Yeah, like, you got to put on shades to look at the picture. 
<laughs> he did. He hit a lot of nice pied stuff. He hit those other pieds that just ended the video on. That was Pete Pied and yeah, with the Gene X in the mix. Yep, it's it's cool to see what he's hitting now. Yeah, he hitting some crazy stuff. Uh, the old D Cypress combos, bro. Like he just he just oh, yeah. killed oh, it, bro. There, I think there's something else in his um in those in his cypress because looking at his cypress looking at his cypress leopard fire clown stuff leagues it's way better than 99 percent of the cypress stuff out there i don't know if you yeah yeah Yeah. it's nice bro Mm -hmm. and uh he always is telling me to check out your show also he's like he's like well grounds on your show go on there right now he's like hurry up go see mike but you did a good job with your logo and your brand i'm super impressed like i always judge people like I always look at logos. I always look at brands. And I mean, I have my master's in business, so I love business. Oh, nice. That's what's up. I love business. And I, <clears throat> you did a really beautiful job with your brand. I'm impressed. Appreciate it, bro. You did your MBA or? Uh... Yeah, I got my master's in business with an emphasis in marketing. So Okay, okay, okay. Okay, and that's what's up. I was working as a sales manager for uh, a big company. And then my 100% disability came through. So I was like, okay, well, let me do the rodent. So I did large-scale rodent breeding for a while and that was the worst thing (laughs) that was the worst thing ever i was having nightmares when you're some i would sell most live but a lot of pet stores wanted frozen you know so they would order like three thousand live and then they would like want five thousand frozen mediums so packaging that man it got hard so i shut that down and never again so i buy my rodents (laughs) i'll buy okay (laughs) yeah man um you're uh your logo real clean too. That's what I like about it. Like it's like super clean, super simple. Uh, you can apply it in a whole bunch of different on a whole bunch of different mediums, and so yeah, that's dope too, bro. I appreciate it. I wanted <clears throat> my old business was Golden State Road. Well, first it was uh, Bad to the Ball Pythons, like Bad to the Balls was a little. And then when I opened the rodent business, I switched it to Golden State Rodents. That was actually a pretty good brand, like because the Warriors just won the championship, so everyone, you know, it was just perfect. Okay, and I had. Yeah. A- Take it right away. Yep, I had a sweet logo for it, and uh, it really took off, actually. And then when I went back to ball, ball pythons, I was like, I want something more serious, uh, but I don't want to limit myself just to ball pythons if I had to. You know, like, yeah, you know, I that's all I work, but I didn't want to limit myself to that. So I wanted, uh, and so I'm at, oh, I'm like pushing around my cart, buying snake tubs to go hatch out eggs, and you know, at Home Depot thinking about what I can name my company. <laughs> so like, more deep. I was like, that's perfect. So yeah, that's what's up. Yeah. I like it, bro. Thank you, man. Nice ring to it. <laughs> my mouth's going to all dry. Yeah. Yeah. I, I take a whole bunch of sips all throughout the show. <laughs> it, helps, it helps a lot, actually. I, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. i more every time I take a sip. <laughs> so, um, you moved from Reno to Ocala. What led to that move? So my sister made the Junior Olympic equestrian team. So she was 16 or, yeah, she was 16 and she scored, uh, took second in the country in horseback riding. Okay. Ocala is like the mecca of horseback. <laughs> yeah. So my mom, <laughs> yeah, they bought a ranch and um, we wanted to move back to California where I'm from and we were just getting ready to move and they're like, come to Florida. Well, we came out to Florida and we love it. It's beautiful. And, um, however, we may be moving back to the West coast. Yeah. I remember hearing you say that uh, on, on key show. Cause you, uh, you got a job opportunity out there. Yes, sir. I got, um, 
my dad, he does all the fixture installs for Dick Sporty Goods and Best. Okay. His partner is actually retiring, so he's buying out his partner. Well, his partner kind of runs the business, the office, the the accounting, the QuickBooks. So okay. he really wants to step into a role. Since I do have my MBA, and um, he kind of wants me to step into a role and uh, help him run the office because he doesn't want to do it forever. So it's uh, understandable. He has about 200 employees, so he's always busy, always on the nice. road. A lot of it's high stress for him, so he yeah. wants he wants me in there to help. So it's a pretty okay. cool opportunity for me, and a big step. So I'm really considering it. We'll we'll know around December time what we're doing for sure. No, in December, okay. But we so, love um, I don't want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely got to make it down there, bro. Uh, yeah. Before then, for sure. We'll do a big barbecue or something. It's a lot easier to get to Ocala than it is for me to get to the West Coast. And you're in Gainesville, right? Gainesville, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it's about 40 minutes away, tops. Yep. Tops. My, 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 work, my, or sorry, my wife works in Gainesville at a... Okay. Yeah, UC... Oh, my God. ACA Healthcare. At a big, she's a NICU nurse over there at that hospital, so... Okay, that's what's up. Mm -hmm. That's she what's up, it. bro. Yeah. So how was the move um, in terms of like moving all of the reptiles and stuff? Talk a little bit about what went into that process, the planning, oh, the logistics, all of that. I obsessed about it for about six months on how I was going to do it because I had gravid girls. I had eggs. I had, man, it was, I, it was a rough, like just the mental process. It was a lot of stress. And then when it was time to move, we basically loaded up the U-Hauls got everything out of the house in the U-Haul, sent the U-Haul on its way. All that was left was my snake room, and I had my truck and trailer, and I had my Subaru. And I ordered a bunch of these flat, like the big plastic tubs that go under beds and stuff that are pretty flat. Okay. And so the cloud scientist came over and helped me break down every snake, label every bag. Oh, that's break what's up. Yeah, man, he came through big for me. Break down every rack, break down every tub, dump out every tub. And it, we probably had... 200 snakes broken down and all the and i and my racks are all upstairs like up upstairs the ground is icy snow on the on the you know my whole walkway i slipped and like wrecked my acl wrecked oh, my dang, bro my shoulder still messed up i need surgery on i slipped on the ice and fell so he came through and helped dang. me um i put all my eggs at his house for him to hatch out and the ship to me after he got him started so he came so what month time. was this this was this was uh, January 1st, okay. January, right in the middle of winter <laughs> in okay. Reno, freezing cold. But um, so I bagged up all these snakes and then I folded the seats down in the Subaru and I stacked up these big, long tubs that go under the bed with like 10 snakes in each one with uh, two heat packs on each side. They were nice and toasty the whole way. Um, all my gravid girls, I put in individual like 12 by nine by six boxes because I wanted okay. them to here none of them laid i had like four girls laying the first two weeks i got here though so oh wow no slugs in the first four clutches that were oh nice yeah so i thought i thought this move was gonna wreck my year but i still had great success and um so it actually was what 45 clutches or so you said so this year yeah i had about so i still have about 15 in the incubator but uh i had 38 clutches i just i've been emails recently so I'm a little bit higher number than I have right now than when okay. I the year. But beginning of the year, I bred or 
I guess last October, November, December, I bred about 45 girls and then 38 of them laid out of those 45. So it was pretty good odds. And then yeah, I added another 15 and all those girls have been breeding. So they're all set to drop. The thing I like about Florida is you got year round breeding with the humidity. I mean, in Nevada, it's super dry, no humidity here. I feel like my stuff, I had boys in Nevada that wouldn't lock that locked here instantly. So Oh, nice. This, this Florida weather is different. Way different. Yeah, yeah. For better or for worse. <laughs> Summer was for worse, but it, honestly, everyone made it. Like, the humidity, the, I love it. Like, this weather is perfect right now. I was like, aside from the hurricane, you know, being from the West Coast and dealing with a hurricane, let me tell you, I thought I was going to die. Like, I know a lot of people did. I don't want to joke about it because it's messed up, but. Right. You know, the news media is telling everyone this is going to be the deadliest hurricane. I was terrified. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine, bro. I can I can only imagine. I mean, even living here, you, you don't ever get used to it, right? Like, because the original uh, projections was for it to come, like, right through um, Gainesville, right through Ocala. And so, like, mm-hmm. you're wondering, like, all right, so, so what do I do? What do I do? You know what I'm saying? Like, do we go ahead and evacuate? Or do we just kind of wait and hold it down? Um, I already knew, like, what my plan was going to be for my animals. You know what I'm saying? I got mm-hmm. all my containers ready. I got, like, all the storage uh, piece of that ready. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got, like, backup, like, heat that I can use um, in a pinch. Um, I already knew, like, how everything was going to um, be stored together, like, as far as my males, my hatchlings, my females. Uh, girls that was gravid girls that are gravid um so like i knew but still like i've never had to like break down because i mean we only been doing this uh since may april may 2020 something like that okay so we haven't been doing it long and so in that time frame i've never had to like just break everything down in a pinch so i was scared and it's not just it's not just the snakes i mean we got obviously kids like our kids older but we still got kids we got Mm -hmm. dogs we got ASFs. We got um, a lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying? A lot of stuff in order, right? And so we were gonna split, right? So all the reptile stuff was gonna be in my truck, and then my mm-hmm. wife was gonna have like the kids and the dogs. And so like we 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 knew what we wanted to do, but mm-hmm. having a plan and executing a plan is two different things, right? So yes, it, you gotta it, it, do your best, right? And so I'm thinking about like changing the way I've got certain things structured in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, just to make it a little bit more easier because like I was just super paranoid bro. I'm not gonna lie like super paranoid like I was I was eyeing that thing so much like the radar and stuff like that and so it was super unfortunate um folks in central mm-hmm. Florida and in southwest Florida so I, I really feel for those folks um but we were fortunate we were blessed that it didn't come through here the way it was projected to come through here we were lucky. We were lucky. I mean, we had a, st- and this is the, another reason we had a storm, like a freak storm in the summer. It was one day it knocked down like eight trees on my property. It um, took out power lines for like three, four days. And this was like a little, you know, but it wasn't, it was pretty big. Like it felt big and they're saying, Oh, that's nothing compared to what we're going to go through. And then it just, you watch the, you watch the radar. It's like this. And then two hours later, it's like this. And then it slowly curved and went around us and went up. So we got lucky, but all the gas stations were sold out of gas. I mean, I have a generator, so I was, but I didn't have that many uh, gas tanks. I had a couple, I had one five gallon and a couple small one gallons. And 
I'm like, well, that will last me one day or like, or maybe a day or two. I mean, if I lost power for a week, what am I going to do with my animals? So right. super stressful trying to find gas. And I mean, then you go to a gas station and there's a hundred people, you know, there. Yeah. Enough. Yeah. Then you get to the pump and there's no gas in there. And I was like, Oh my. Yeah. God. No gas. I remember one year, bro. No lie. This is even before the snakes, there was a hurricane coming and everybody start getting gas like crazy. They ran out of gas and there was like no gas at any gas station. There was supposed to be a, a gas truck that was coming like early that morning. I had to sleep at the pump, bro. No way. Yeah, I had to sleep at the pump wow. because we needed to get out soon. And so I didn't want to not have gas and we was mm-hmm. kind of stuck. And so I had to do what I had to wow. do in a pinch. Go through right there. And so you know, that was like, that might have been like five, six years ago. I forget which hurricane it was. It was the one where the, I don't know if you remember this and you might not because, uh, you were on the West Coast at the time, but it was one where we you know how you look at it on the radar, mm-hmm. like it looked like a skull, like it was like it was no it was way, yeah. And that one actually did come through. It did a lot of damage in here, but we had left by that time. By the time it came through, oh, but good. it was just the anticipation of it coming through, and so everybody was getting up, getting all the gas, and the gas lines were long. Um, mm-hmm. People started doing that early, start buying up all the water, just all that. Man, it's crazy how everything's fine, and then. A little bit of panic, you know, everything's off the shelves, you know, people yeah. have thousands of dollars on food just to stock up for a few days. Like it was, I was just going to get water just in case and, uh, you know, a few like canned stuff. And you see like ladies, it's like, she had, she was just grabbing cases of cans and she probably had 20, 20 times, probably 400 cans in, his, in her cart. And I was like, what are you going to, that's more food than a year. So you know what I'm saying? Like, you that's gotta, a lot, bro. That's what I like in line waiting to check out an hour and a half at Walmart. I'm like, man, I'm gonna go fill up. They didn't have a limit either because I know some stores, uh, they'll put a limit on it, like say you can only get X amount of this or X amount of that. They should have. I saw Home Depot put a limit on the waters and other places, but there's no limits. It was ridiculous. Like, I like save some for the other people, you know what I'm saying? But that, that there's like 400 cans. I was like, how hungry are you gonna be? If worst case scenario, you lose power for. A week or two weeks you know like and if something does happen to your house are you just gonna put all the cans in your car and go drive with, eat the cans so, i don't know maybe i could be wrong maybe she was donating it and i'm a horrible person but yeah she could have been donating it, so yeah, we'll give her the benefit of the doubt shout out to that lady I'll say, <laughs> shout out to karen in front of me so uh what advice do you have for new breeders getting into the hobby like if you can go back in time and, and give yourself some advice let's say that Okay, I I'll start off with the most most cliche one first. Breed what you like because half the time you're gonna be you know sitting on this animal for six months. So if you have ugly animals in your rack, I mean, it's a lot more nicer when you're opening up tubs that you're you enjoy looking at the animals, you know. Versus 100%. so, but breed what you like because that will motivate you to kind of like think further and push your genes further if you're just producing for money you're just going to kind of make whatever animals whatever so, yeah so be passionate about what you're working with um stay focused okay this is another one stay focused don't buy like 10 males and then 10 females you know like a project male could really breed four or five animals so before you go off and buy another male make sure you got three or four girls for that first male and that brings me to another thing is invest in your male 
else. Like if you're gonna invest in stuff in something, <clears throat> don't buy a two thousand dollar. Like like everyone's different points in their collection, but if you're just starting out, don't spend all your money on hatchling females. You know when you could go buy a few breeder females for a lot less money and invest into a nice male parent produce amazing animals stuff you want to like and learn the ropes you know like by producing clutches you're learning how to sell animals you're building a name for yourself you're learning how to care for hatchlings and then you start investing into those girls or those specific project animals but being specific on what you add at first is like the most important part you know and um another thing is don't talk shit about other breeders to other breeders via message because you don't know if they're friends with them. You don't know if they're screenshotting and showing someone. You know, if you're gonna do your shit talking, do it face to face or on you know video. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't. So those are just a few, you know, little things that people could take you know a long way. Um, but it's really everyone works this differently. There's no right way to do it. There's no. I mean, there are wrong ways, but there's better ways and more efficient ways. But that's all part of the process of learning and grinding and going through the motions. You know going through the planet. Like, I mean, just for an example, I'll, I have plans of doing projects and then six months into it, I'm like, man, what was I thinking? I'm, I'm selling it off. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it's, there's so many, like I could give advice all day long, but, uh, or just different things to do. But the best part, the best advice is just do it yourself and go through it. Grind. Um, don't get discouraged. There's so many ups in this hobby. There's a lot of ups, but there's a lot of downs too. You know, mm. animals could, like random hatchlings. Just you know, my friend hatched out a beautiful clutch of hatchlings, high end hatchlings, and um, one by one they died off. Before, oh, wow. yeah. So the last two had their first shed, and by the time they got in the rack, they ended up passing. They didn't have wow. sharp. That's they tough. all absorbed their eggs and. He didn't know what happened. He all his other clutches were fine. It just it's part of it. I did a Wookie Yellow Belly to a OD spider clown and hit some incredible animals, but they all had shark mouth. All of oh, them. Wow. A whole wow. clutch. And not just the Wookie Spider, but the Wookie Yellow Belly OD het clown has shark mouth. So that's yeah. one of the things that Will said. Um he the way he put it, it, it made sense. Um if if you've got livestock, at some point you're gonna have dead stock. Yep. When it's you're working with a whole bunch of animals, so it's just it's a part of the hobby that that sucks. The Chris Killian, who's in this chat, he uh fists cows for a living. He like breeds cows by like putting his arm up there for outback. <laughs> he works with like 400 cows. He sticks his arm elbow deep in cows' asses all day, <laughs> so he could afford my snakes. He said it himself, just like that. He no. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. God, right. um, but he said that even in that industry, you have animals that pass away, like healthy cows that are breeding that just randomly will pass. So um, you just got to expect it to happen. But it sucks, you know. It sucks, yeah. It's an animal you put time into, an animal you raised, you know. And I mean, it happens, but like you could, you know, you know, it's going to happen. Like eventually you're going to lose something or. But it doesn't make it any, you know, better when it, you know, like if this happens, it still yeah. hurts. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. hundred percent. It sucks. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, somewhat of a hot seat question. So out of the advice you just gave, have you ever did any of those things like the opposite way? Every one of them. Like, did you learn? 
Every one of them. <laughs> I've messed up so many times in this hobby. And um, I mean, for example, so speak to some. Okay, there you go. Uh, for, for example, I bought a bunch of powerful females like my second or third year. Like at the time, they were, they were like lesser GHI champagne. Okay. They were really That's good. Will. They were beautiful, beautiful girls at the time. But they were like 1200 bucks each, 1000 bucks each. And I bought like four of them in a package for like 3500 bucks. But at that same time, you know, this was six years ago, I could have bought six or seven fire clown girls, you know, maybe for just a similar, not that many, but like three or four clown, fire clown girls, same size, same price, raise them up and bred those combo clowns versus, you know, lesser GHI combos and making codoms. So if I would have just invested in a really nice male and a couple of normal female, I can have made a lot of nice animals and use those to help further my investment, you know, later on, you know, if, if I'm producing banana OD pies and they're selling, you know, five years ago for 1500 bucks, 1600 bucks, I could have used all those monies to go and invest into a monsoon or something like that. So, yeah. Um, another advice I have done is, uh, I talk shit on a breeder. I hated him. <laughs> I, I did. I, <laughs> You know, and he he rubbed me the wrong way. He um, he was just a total dick, and I, I'm not I'm not gonna say his name, but the person I was talking to screenshot it and showed it. He's like, "You got a problem?" With me? I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "You're an asshole." Like, then we worked it out, and everything was cool. We've been good since, but that's what's that, up. You know, it happens, and um, so even if someone's your friend, you just really you know never know. So shit talking right. is the way to do. It. <laughs> <laughs> or to their face, either one, but that's what's up. Um one of the things I did when I first got into it, and I talk about this all the time, is I bought a lot of like lower end animals from mm-hmm. the go, like simple like codoms. Mm-hmm. So like now we're going through the process of transitioning a lot of those girls out. I don't know if you can like see stickers on my um I can see some right now, but there's some stickers um, on there. So there's like red and then there's green. And so like the red ones are the ones where it's just a codon mm-hmm. or just a codon combo. Cause I want every animal in our collection to at the very least be hit for something, mm-hmm. maybe double hit, maybe a visual hit oh. for something else. So just whatever, you know what I mean? Like some involved in a recessive project in some shape, form or fashion. And so we went through and um, marked all our codom animals. Then we went back through uh, and, and put stickers on them, like green stickers for the okay. ones that we want to work because we want to work those genes into mm-hmm. the recessive stuff and our best routing and based on what we got in the collection. And some of those ones that are just red, those are the ones like we're really thinking about. All right, so what do I want to do with this animal? Some of those girls produced this year, um, some of those males. Uh, produced this year, well, one of the males produced this year, but we are moving a lot of those out because ultimately, like I said, I want everything to be involved in a recessive project in some shape, form, or fashion. Yes, that's, I totally agree. Like, I have, we, I have nothing against codoms. I love staffed codoms. Oh, me either, me either. But um, with just how the palette, you know, just being the creative, you know, being more creative is just having an extra head in there. It gives you so much more opportunity to make different stuff you know so that's why i like having at least hats in my collection 100 percent. have you produced any like multi recessives yet i have i hit some exanthic pie hit albinos i hit albinos. okay what else i hit some clown pides but, oh but nice this, 
this year and that this year is my really my um I did an I made quad hits. I made quad hit exanthic pied clown albinos. And they have a couple of jeans mixed in there as well. Pastel. Oh, nice. Um pastel mahogany. And so it's a pretty cool project. And then I made yeah. triple hit. This was the year of the hit for me. I really wanted to do that army. Yes, sir. That's exactly what I want to do. I, I had I was like, okay, I'm gonna dedicate a whole 1065 just to multi-het girls. And um that's what I basically execute it like like we said make the plan and execute it right i yeah I fully filled up my 1065 i got um i got this 39 empty right here but i that's sold so uh <laughs> that's part of the stuff that package that's sold but i got two 65s full one for sales animals one for um holdbacks but uh i want to make my my goal is just to make those heads raise them up and then at least i have the opportunity to have shots at hypo clown pides or gotcha. um, it, it's it's hard when you got to buy a triple head girl you know as like a for example a thousand gram triple head girl might be three four k it's cheaper to buy a hypo pide and put it to a clown it's a little bit longer and you got to yeah. hope good sex odds but if you're limited on funds that's yeah. the, that's the Nine way to, the trade off for the, for the money yeah. That's exactly what it is. And for so me, what's your holdback strategy? Like, are you holding back all your females? You're just holding back the most powerful females. I know a lot of people go about it different ways. Um, <clears throat> so I have a lot of like the diversity with clown genetics. So I'm going to be producing a lot cr of crazier clowns this upcoming season. Same with pides. And you can find combo pides. You can find combo clowns. You're just going to have to pay for it. The stuff you can't really find are the, the triple hats, the quad hats. And if you do, you're going to be paying out your butt for them. So my, my, my philosophy or my kind of take on or strategy was sell all my clowns and pied girls and boys invest into what I need for like powerhouse males. Okay. And all my multi hats. I was like, I'm just keeping every female because in my opinion, uh, a thousand dollars for a triple head hypo like so i have a i mean three pastavi triple head hypo clown pides and they're all they were all three females and i was like holy oh, nice. like yeah i was like and then all the other normal Good, yeah i killed it the the pastel the two normals were males and i was like well i'm keeping these three girls and then when i was looking at the price online i was like oh they're probably like 12 to 1500 bucks and i was like man it's not worth it i would rather just keep those raise them up for the future and have shots at hypo clown pastavi pied so you know that's that keep the multi-hit girls because they're worth their weight in gold honestly they will be worth their weight in gold yeah, that's what's grams you know so i use the clowns and the pides to invest or help me trade or invest into better males Okay. And then speaking of trade, um, you mentioned a lot of trades, but can you speak specifically uh, to the trade that you did for those uh, most recent, like the internet sensation, ball pythons? Yeah. So I traded the rainbow boa clown. And then we call the other one, the retic clown because it's so busy, like a retic. Um, I traded those two and a few other nice clown combo girls. So there's like five or six really nice clown girls. And uh, I traded them for 22 breeder females. 12 of which were like visual clown. I got an OD banana clown breeder girl at 3000 grams. I got a cinnamon, nice. I got a cinnamon yellow belly clown at like 2,500 grams, a lesser yellow belly clown at 4,000 grams. 
And then I got these two inchy OD fire yellow belly het clowns. You know, the all breeder girl, the nice. all het clowns, a pastel chocolate het clown. He really wanted to, he was he didn't really want to breed this year. He kind of was selling off his breeder girls. And um, how's it going, Ray? And uh, he was he was selling off his breeder girls. And uh, when he saw my when he saw my clowns, he was like, "Man, I gotta have that." I'm like, well, dude, I got offers for 20 G's on each one of them. I got offers to do YouTube videos with some big dogs, you know, um, it would be great for my business. I mean, I got offered, I had trades for a stranger banana yellow belly clown male for one of those girls. And I almost, I almost took that one. I almost took that. (laughs) I was close. (laughs) Yeah, that one sounds tempting. Yeah, but. At, at the same time, they're a lot bigger breeders than me, you know, and giving them something that I'm working because I still have the parents and could redo that pairing. And I recreated the son so I could always put him to the mom. And he's a little bit more, he's a little different. So I could put him back to the mom and, or um, not the, yeah, the crazy mom or whatever, the normal het clown. She was a normal het clown and she spit out some crazy animals, whatever they may be. Um, but I have this OD banana. The, the reason I did it was because I have a Bongo GHI lesser clown. I really love Bongo, but Bongo needs yellow belly. So I wanted all those yellow belly girls, the OD inchy fire yellow belly het clown. And I would pull them out. I, w- I paired all my powerful stuff like two days ago and I was going to pull my males out and I swear they already locked again, you know? So, oh, dang. And I can show you some of the girls. Yeah, um, yeah. show some okay. of them. I'll put you on solo. I'll show them just to make What's Chris- good, Hank? So this girl is a cinnamon yellow belly clown. Where's the camera at? I'm trying to get a good angle on the camera. It's pretty hard. It's close. I don't know if it's showing up good. I apologize, you guys. Yeah, I can see it. Okay, so this is a cinnamon yellow belly clown. She bred the Bongo GHI lesser clown, and she's already building follicles. So Bongo GHI lesser cinnamon yellow belly clowns with this girl. That's why. That was a big reason I made the trade. Gotcha. The OD banana clown, I would pull out, but she's locked to the OD banana inchy leopard spot nose het clown female maker. Okay. Yeah, you don't want to mess that up. Yeah, so I'll be making super OD, super banana, inchy leopard spot nose clowns. So that was another big reason I made the trade is for that girl. Okay. Let me show you this girl. This is the lesser. It's a big girl, too. Yeah, this is a lesser yellow belly clown. She bred, nice. she bred a blackhead leopard het clown. So blackhead leopard lesser yellow belly clowns with this girl. For those who uh might be listening later uh, via a podcast platform, definitely go check out the YouTube video so you can see the heat he's pulling out. What else? And then um oops. And then shout out to Hank too, Big Tank Hank, for putting me on this anchor platform because that's how we got on the podcast platform, all because of his recommendation. So I appreciate it, brother. He sent me a few of these girls that were a little bit smaller in like the 1300 gram range, but I'm pretty sure they're all fire clowns. He sent three of them, and two are labeled normals, but this does is that not- one have blade in it? No, I think it's a fire clown, maybe fire blade, but um. It's super reduced. A lot of the girls I got from him are very reduced. So 
Blade could be floating in it. Um, it was sold. It looked it was, a lot like my Blade clown female. Does it? Yeah. Yeah. So he traded a lot that were normal clowns, but he got them in a package deal a long time ago as hatchlings. So they okay. Could other jeans. Um, this girl, I would love to. She's paired. This one, she's a cool girl. I got this one in the deal too. This is a pastel leopard highway breeder girl. Oh, nice. Yeah, I got her just for fun to kind of make stack. I've always wanted to make a highway, so this girl is going to be. But I decided not to make a highway. I'm going to put the Krypton triple, triple Het DG G-Stripe pie to this girl. Okay, that's what's up. I'm going to have to send you a picture of the uh, chocolate payments I produced um, a couple weeks ago uh, when they shared up. Well, that's sweet. I can't wait to see it. I got to see more pictures of your stuff. I got some I got some of these fresh clowns that just hatched out. They're going to be going through shed. I think these are Superfly. Oh, those are the ones that just hatched last week, right? Yeah, they just came out actually like two days, three days ago. I sent you the picture. Um, nice. Had them like four days ago. But I'm, I'm pretty sure this has a granite gene. It might be Motley. This is um or Carbon. I, I really don't know the granite genes floating in these animals because – the male that was sold to me has been making weird babies every clutch. So um, I think this is a, I'll show, I'll show a couple of them. These are the, two, they're all sisters. I, it was a het, it was a pastel het clown mom to a red stripe firefly leopard granite yellow belly clown. Oh, where, where am I? Where's the camera at? You good? Like right there. Yeah, that's nice, bro. So they're like one One's yellow. They're kind of the reverse of each other. It's pretty cool. Right. Yeah, it is pretty dope. Well, they're super blushed out. Um, and then I love I how like the patterning on the side got like the busy dots and stuff in there. Like, that's well, yeah, the, right. I like that a lot. And then I hit this darker one, which I think is just like maybe a fire, maybe a fire clown, fire granite clown, maybe red stripe. I don't, I don't think it's red stripe, but it's a pretty. Was red stripe in the pair? It was. Okay. But it could be red stripe. <clears throat> so those are the three girls. I've killed it with all my clowns being girls. But then I hit yeah. these then I hit these two boys that are identical. They're super funky, super bright, super washed out. So I'm pretty sure they're super pastel. Fire fire red stripe pet cl clown males, two of them. You definitely killing it with the females, bro. Like yeah. all your visuals hitting them females. Yeah, I mean, all the clowns I've hit were like 90%, like 90% females, honestly. So, um, I mean, I wanted to make a lot of males to hold back and have backup males just in case, but you can't complain when you're hitting all visual clown females at all. Yeah, can't complain at all, bro. Can't complain at all. Yeah, <laughs> messed up. Sorry, guys. Okay, there we go. There you go. I got holdbacks for days. I can show some more holdbacks. I don't know if you want me to show any more animals, but yeah, you um, can show some more. All right, so these girls. See what you're working with. Hey, so did you say DG G Stripe Pied Visual? Crazy <laughs> no. asking. I got a a crypto. So I have a past. I had a pastel desert ghost G Stripe, and I sold him. But I do have a Krypton triple het DG G-Stripe Pied. So he's triple het. And then the Krypton, he's either, no matter what, he's going to pass down or cryptic het. 
and then possible three other heads getting passed down on top of it. But I'm putting him to an exanthic double. Ow, sorry. I'm getting bit by these snakes. They want to be shown off. <laughs> they, they're feisty. So this is a banana. I have 10 girls like this because I, I mean, I bought a boy from Ozzy four or five years ago. My first investment mail was a banana OD yellow belly gene x pied het hypo female oh, nice. female maker i took a small personal loan out for five grand i invested in that mail and uh after a year he made me my money back and like three times as much and holdbacks nice so i ended up selling all the visual banana pied girls and i ended up keeping hets and um i got four or five breeder hets and then these girls were from last season and they're all pushing a thousand grams but their banana OD yellow belly, possible gene X, het pied, 50% het hypo girls, but they all have paradoxes. And yeah, I, I kept 10, nice 10 at this size right here at the thousand grand mark. So I'm really heavily invested in a hypo pied. I mean, it, didn't, it cost me a lot four years ago, but I kept all the girls I produced that were het because I knew I couldn't get the price I would for a visual. I was getting top dollar for visual banana OD yellow belly pies. But as far as these hets go, I was, you know, I would, I would not get nearly the price point. So I was like, they're more valuable to me to hold back and breed, you know, for the future. So makes sense. That makes a lot they're of getting, sense. getting big. They're ready for their breeder tubs. So, Oh yeah. I got eight of them to move over tomorrow. What else? I'll show, show, um, oh, yes. Sorry, let me find a couple more. You want to see? Hypo is a dope project, too. And then, like, seeing the stuff that uh, Justin Thomas just hatched, like, yeah. it just made me want to pursue the project even more. <laughs> My mail that's going to go to all those girls is a well, I might hit a visual, but he's a super OD. Inchy, fire, yellow belly, leopard, pied, double head, hypo, ultra male. I would, pull, I would pull him out, but he's locked to OD double head. This boy is a pretty sweet combo, actually. It's a Mojave Firefly OD clown, possible granite. Oh, nice. You said yeah. that's a male? It's a male. He's actually okay. pull back when I'm letting him go. He was one of my few males I actually hit. So, okay. Um, yeah, that's nice, bro. Yeah, I like how like washed it is, and they're it's still pretty yellow. But I really, some people don't like pastel clowns, but I, I don't like. Obviously, a single gene pastel clown as a breeder adult is going to be brown. But if you add like Mojave and some other colors into it, it actually makes it a pretty darn cool snake and silverish and whitish, and there's it's just a different, unique look versus you know the darker clowns. Yeah, you're working in the DG clown. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Low, right? So what else? 100%. What else? Yeah, my first clown female that I got was a, was a pastel clown. And she has gotten dark over time. When she was gravid, though, she was super bright, obviously. And now she's gotten a little bit darker um, again. But, yeah, I still I still like it. So these girls, I, and I like pastel clowns. Like, even some of my breeder girls are kind of... Um, you know, they glow like, and I don't mind it. So these are all Huffman combos. They're all females. They're all Huffman combos. 
and they're all double head clown pied females. So oh nice. I got this banana. This is kind of like the my favorite one, but it's a ban- and they all want to bite me. They all are really good eaters, but yeah, she like she ready to strike <laughs> some. Yeah, she's ready. This is a banana mystic Huffman pastel double head clown pied girl. Okay, okay. Sweet, like she has a pair. Ah, you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna kill. Things are vicious. So then I'll show you the meanest one. Those be the <laughs> best eaters there. Yeah, look. Oh my goodness. I, she just bit herself. Good job. This is a. Have you ever had oh, one wrap itself, like bite and then wrap itself a little bit? Yeah. Crazy. I'm trying to pull it apart from itself. So this is a pat. Look at her striking herself on the camera. All these eight. They're all eight. They're just vicious. This is a pastel mystic Huffman double head clown pied girl. I'm going to have to pick all these up. It's going to be a battle. <laughs> this is a mystic Huffman double head clown pied girl. The ringer, sweet ringer. But... Nice little ringer. Yeah. Yep. Okay, chill. And then this is my favorite one out of all of them. This is a banana Huffman mystic double head clown pied girl. That's my favorite one too, bro. Like hands down. And they all dope, but that's my favorite one. I yeah, love that it's color palette. It's like like it has pattern and then it turns orange. And then it just goes away like mid <laughs> midway through the snake. And then there's like a Does it come back towards the tail? It does. It does come back towards the tail. And uh, that's crazy, bro. I'm gonna get I've already been bit like six times. <laughs> These things mean, but that's why they you know grow so fast. I'll take it. All right, so I'm not going to look like a chicken and try to – I'm just going to leave these snakes here on my cart and not even mess with them right now. <laughs> They're all striking. All right. I need um, I need some big old – what do those people wear that are scared of snakes? Those big old – like the welding gloves? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. My first, like – like week i bought like i got a couple breeder girls when i first started i was like super scared and so i wore those things like <laughs> yes. years ago we tried to get big huh yeah but, <laughs> it was so <laughs> what was i thinking like i'd slap myself <laughs> but um yeah it, it don't even hurt i i never been bit by an adult ball python like i've been bit by like a sub adult that wasn't that big and i've been bit by hashing this plenty of times um Sometimes, like, you don't even realize you got bit by the hatchling until you look and you see a little bit of blood. Like, oh, I guess it bit me. Yeah, yeah. When I got bit by a boa, um, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't like the ball python either. <laughs> it felt that one a little bit. Yeah, yeah. My uh, son, he helps me pull snake eggs all the time. And he's like, Dad, what is it like to be bit by a snake? And I'm like, it, it don't hurt. It just scares you for a second. Like, anything you know it's like a jump scare right oh yeah yeah it's the anticipation especially before you get bit and you don't know like really what to expect well you just see it randomly shot i still jump i just did on camera you better i know you can't edit live but (laughs) delete that footage delete the screen please (laughs) i don't want to talk about it great yes not so tough at least the people listening on the uh podcast version they won't see you jump (laughs) They just hear about they'll hear, it. They'll hear the streak. <laughs> what? Might have to add a sound effect. To yeah. Make it like extra dramatic. <laughs> I like or something, so it's like legit. 
<laughs> but uh, oh shoot, man! I this hobby has been so much fun. You know, like I'm not an artist. I can't draw. I can't paint. Um, but I'm you know I have big ideas. You know, so like these are my canvas. I know living art cliche, but I've been saying it for you know in the last nine years. They're all masterpieces and stuff. So yeah, more masterpieces. Yep, I like that. Well, someone's gonna be running with that uh, name now. So more yeah. masterpieces. And that's my strap line, so y'all don't be trying to steal it. Yeah. <laughs> it's trademark, bitches. <laughs> See <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you must have read my mind, because that's one of the things I was about to ask you. Like, what have you liked most about the hobby so far? And been doing it in a minute. I tell everyone, like, my favorite part are, like, the people I met in this hobby, the community, um breeding snakes in itself if you think about it, it's kind of boring right if you buy the snakes they sit in the tub for a year you could have three years before you get eggs you know yeah it's fun to hold the snakes and everything but it's boring 90 percent of the time right but when you have animals you spend so much time with them and you dedicate so much time to it you know to them that talking about your projects socializing interacting uh, networking meeting people that are similar, meeting people that are different, you know, different mind, you know, that's the fun part, you know, networking and going to shows is pretty fun. I can never yeah. vent really bad anxiety to vent. So just the setup, like the night before I would just cancel, I'd pay for the whole show, I'd pay for everything. And I'd probably just cancel and not vent and lose all that money. So <laughs> I ain't going to vent, but um, I will go and socialize and meet people and talk to people and have fun and, drink at the hotel room and at the bar <laughs> yeah the show is fun bro i, I like it yeah, yeah I'm, gonna, I'm definitely looking forward to tinley this weekend love hanging you. out chilling 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 man i'm jealous i'm super jealous of that I, my dream has been to go to tinley meet all these breeders i've been following for eight years nine years so take i mean have fun i'm going next year i'm making that chris guy buy me part of that deal and that trade was he's gonna buy me tinley tickets <laughs> Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you going to March or are you going to the October one? Uh, probably March. I want to go to the March one. Okay. I, I can't wait till October. I can't wait a whole other year. Gotcha, gotcha. I don't know if I'm going to go to March because I got, like, it's going to be really busy during that time of the year for me. And I'm already supposed to be in Atlanta in April for like, I'm, so I'm going to be out. And so it's just going to, it might be hard for me to get out in march but we'll yeah. see yeah everyone has their life you know everyone has life you know on top of their business and on top of the grind you know and man anyone who has a side hustle and could do this and especially do a channel on top of this like you do and be committed like it's hard man it's it's hard to find that time you know every week so i mean kudos to you grind it's man. definitely hard i ain't gonna lie just have sure. to just make yourself do it yeah yep i could definitely do better like in the whole making regular youtube videos mm -hmm. apartment like I got YouTube videos on my phone that I haven't edited. <laughs> <laughs> like took the time to record the stuff, but just hadn't got to editing them. Yes. Yeah, telling all my uh, my dirty secrets now. <laughs> it's like I got at least two or three whole YouTube videos, bro. Show it. You're gonna show this snake. Uh, you do this video and then do a video. You know, show it in your thing. It's a thousand grams heavier. So. Right. <laughs> but I did come up with some creative ways to like leverage like what I'm already doing. Right. So looking forward to like implementing a lot of that stuff. Right. Cause I mean, this show, just the show itself 
can spawn off like two or three extra posts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you leverage it right. So yeah. Oh, that's what it's about. You know, getting the most bang for your buck, leverage it, you know, most efficient way to do something. So that's what I was saying. You're doing a great job and I'm super impressed with the way you built yourself. So appreciate it, bro. Grinded. In fact, that reminds me, I want to run something by you when we, when we get off. I just want, I want to show you something. Um, okay. That I made up this past weekend. That's another uh, tip that I've been trying to practice. It's like doing stuff like, like on the weekend is when I get to do everything during the week. Should be hit or miss sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like I've, I've blocked out like this time to do this. And so like, this is kind of like a, it's, it's scheduled. It's scheduled with somebody else. I've already broadly communicated it. And so, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm committed. Right. And so it's like yep. easy to do this, but like, mixing the video and stuff like that sometimes i can i can let myself get away with it. it's like man i'm tired oh, I, I had to do this i had to do that yeah um i don't even know where the hell i was going with it like damn i'm not <laughs> even smoking <laughs> bro, I'll take what, what was i about to say damn that's crazy bro like uh, i'm at the like um like i can't remember <laughs> uh, i can't I, I don't even know where the hell i was going with that bro need something in the background afterwards yeah, yeah, it, it'll come to me, it'll come to me later on. But anyway, um, oh, that's what it was. That's what it was. So I made I, I made some stuff like ahead of time. So I just I was out for a few days. So like I made a whole bunch of stuff and like I'm just sitting on it and then I'll roll it out. Okay. That way I don't have to um spend a whole bunch of time like d- doing it during the week. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully mm-hmm. that make it a, a little bit more easy. And what I notice if you just do like a little bit like. Just say you have one video, do a little bit every week or something, and it could be anything, you know, eventually it will get done, right? So that's how I kind of like, I'm a procrastinator. So the only way to get something done is to do a, literally a little bit every day. And then you, you make it easy, bro. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm yeah. actually listening to this book called Atomic Habits right now. Okay. Is it pretty good? It's, um, yeah, it's, pre- it's damn good, bro. It's damn good. And so, um, but that's one of the strategies that he was talking about. It's just like, because like one of the, one of the things like the impediments to doing things you need to do is if there's a little bit of friction, like something that can get in the way, it's easy to justify and say, I'm not going to do it, but it's like, just do a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So like start there, start with like that first fundamental step, just do a little bit. All right. So you want to work out, but you always make an excuse not to work out. Well, just commit to working out like a small time, like five minutes. Like you can do that. If you can get consistently in the groove of doing five minutes. Then once you get in the groove of that, add five more minutes to it and it just build up, build up over time. So that's perfect. That's exactly. It's a good book, bro. I'm about halfway through it. I mean, to get that, I want to listen to it. So I like, yeah, I'll I'll shoot it to you. I'm listening to it on audible. So that way when I'm driving to work, you know what I'm saying? I can listen to it or if I'm in the state room, I can listen to it. So, so heck yeah. Audible do you could be doing all your snake tubs and improving yourself, you know, at the same time. So exactly. Right. Exactly. You're limited on time of day, right? If you're just, you know, doing your snakes, you're you're getting better, but how can you even get better than that, you know? Plus being on plus your family, plus your job, plus your channel, yeah. plus everything. And you don't got enough time in the day. Yeah. So anytime you get to double dip and just like leverage and, and maximize that time, hey, that's that's the move right there. Truth. And that's how that's like when I and for example, like I, I try to treat the snakes the same way. So say I hit like two really nice animals. And um, let's then 1500 bucks each. Maybe I'll get someone to trade me an animal that's like 2700, 26 in that range, you know, where they could use these two girls, or you know, this will help them out. And I could get a nice boy, extra boy they have, or something like that. 
being more efficient, right? And I'm only buying from people I trust and I have a whole quarantine area inside the house and a whole tent set up. So I keep all my stuff separate and, um, but I do make deals and, uh, I love, I love the, like, I know this is a totally topic, but the art of the deal, when I was a sales manager, I read that book about just learning how to close deals and like the joy you oh, get the from it. the art of the deal? Yeah, I know a lot of people are going to hate it, but Donald Trump wrote it, but it's about closing deals and the adrenaline behind it and how to negotiate. And um, aside from the presidency, he's a smart businessman. So the book, when I was a sales manager, I really read it and it was a great sales technique. And um, like, it is really enjoyable actually to learn like that aspect of there's so much more to negotiations and planting CF, you know, it gets crazy. You can talk hours about it. There's so many podcasts and so many videos out there on YouTube that people can learn. So um, that's what's up. I'm going to check that one out. I'm yeah. not going to miss the message because of the messenger. Yeah. then that's, and that's why <laughs> people will be like, Oh, I'm not listening to that. But the message is the important part, you know, and this is exactly. way before president and stuff. So um, it is great info. Actually, great info. Yeah. Same, with, that out. same with uh what is it man it was like how to pick it was like pick up pick, like picking up women sean bradley exotic by nature recommended this book in a podcast like on ball shit like eight years ago and um it was about a guy who would hold classes on how to like be more confident and pick up girls and stuff but it started like you apply that to like your sales techniques too right like peacocking you want to stand out like some people would wear like a green hat just to stand out, you know, because you catch their eye. But the same thing with like a logo, you put something like a sweet logo to stand all the same types of techniques. So there's so many techniques on selling and negotiating that are out there. So it's actually gets yeah, pretty fun. Yeah, that sounds very interesting. Yeah. Anyway, I sure. can, I mean, I'm, I'm all about that. Yeah. You, all about you growth it, and development in this camp. Yes, sir. Always, always get, make your collection better, yourself better. I mean, family better is how it is 100% 100% so speaking of getting better what's your goals for the next 5 to 10 years uh with morph debo um my goal is just to keep meeting you know cool ass people right that's a huge goal mine always i love meeting people every week but um really focus on multi like this year i'm making 4 to 6 and 7 het girls and um so the future, I really maybe make a five to six gene visual recessive or something like five to six recessive visual or something crazy like that. I don't know. Be It'll crazy, be fun. Bro. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> but it's uh, going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. You miss all the shots you don't take. Favorite quote. <laughs> Favorite quote. MJ, baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And it's so true, bro. Like in... All walks of life, right? Mm-hmm. My um, my son, I was telling him the same thing. I was like, he was crying because he was pitching and he had a bad night pitching, and he's not a he's not used to failure, right? He he's wins karate. We train really hard. He's a great yeah, my boy, so he, like a hundred and twenty something in oh, yeah, <laughs> like failure, I, failure I, where? <laughs> right. So he's crying, right? I'm like, why are you crying? He's like, cause I suck. I'm like, you know who has more missed shots than anybody in basketball? Like, who has more shots? I was like, missed shots in basketball. I was like, Kobe Bryant. And that's that was his favorite player and my favorite player. And uh, 
He's like, he has mesh, he missed a lot of shots. I was like, he'd go three for 25 one night and be pumped up. You know, that you know, it's still continue to work after the practice because he's obsessed with the ultimate competitor too. Obsessed with getting better, you know, and that's how I try to apply the same mindset to my business. If I could apply the same mindset to my diet, I might have a six pack. <laughs> <laughs> but it's in the keg, it's in the fridge right now. <laughs> Yeah, it's so easy to let your diet get away from me, bro. It's super it is. Easy. It is. It's super uh, easy, but yeah. I just wanted to, my wife. She's calling me because my kids want me to tuck them into bed. Um, they, my okay, daughter, okay. she can't yeah. sleep. She really can't. And I'm, I'm sorry, I just did it. She's called me like four times. I keep ignoring her. I told her an hour, but um, I okay. just wanted for another two minutes. So um, my daughter, she's all a daddy's right. all the time. So. She has to have me read her a story and rub her back. Half the time I fall asleep in there <laughs> and I'll wake up at like two in the morning and go to bed. <laughs> no. What's I, good, Richard? Thanks for coming out. Yeah, yeah bro. I ain't, gonna, I ain't gonna hold you too much longer. I did have like some random questions, but we can, uh, we can skip those and we can, we can chat later. Um, I know I, duty calls, so I'm gonna I, let you get out. Say again. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. I, oh no. Now it's kind of getting broken up a little bit. Sorry. That's all good. It happens. It happens. Oh, yeah, bro, but I appreciate go. you coming out. Can you hear me, sir? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I got it now. Sir. Thank you for coming on. Um, I'm going to let everybody go. Do you have like two minutes to hang around for something yeah, real quick? Okay. Okay. So everybody in the chat, we're going to let Joey go. It's time to um, talk the little one in. Duty definitely calls. I appreciate it. Everybody coming out tonight, make sure y'all go follow Morph Depot everywhere. He is producing some straight fire. The links to his social media, they are in the description of this video. So please go check him out. If you're not checking him out already, I really appreciate y'all coming out. For those who I'll see in Tinley this weekend, let's go Tinley turn up. Really appreciate y'all coming out. Definitely appreciate you coming on the show. Um, We're going to get out of here. So. Thank y'all for coming out. Be blessed. Peace.